Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Brunken Radio. That was John Butte, who is our guest tonight. From that was from the White Album. Todd Rungren. let John sing on that song, Cruiser Mouth. I think you, I think you're confusing your tours. That was off White Night, not the White Album. <laughs> did I say the White Album? You did. Oh, no. I've been quarantined I'm too long. You, we've been inside too long. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. Okay. So the White Night album, which there might be a White Night too, and. Robin did a song on there where she sang. Yeah. And then the Betty Lavette song, both Todd and Betty were on there. Of course Todd was on that one too, but not as a lead singer. And it's a beautiful she, song. Oh, it's just really pretty. Yes, very great uh stuff to listen to. And we are happy that Betty Lavette was on the show last week since I brought her up. What a good guest. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. yeah. She was really good. So Cinco de Mayo is today. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Or Cinco de Mayo, as some of you might be calling it, because there is no going out to the typical establishments during this type of fake holiday, which, by the way, right. is not a real holiday in Mexico. But we celebrate it here, and we have a good time. Yeah, I, I uh, got way behind today. I had every intention to go to my local Tex-Mex place and get a good dinner tonight, and uh, I got too far behind, so I had to have leftovers instead. So, what, you were going to uh, pick it up curbside? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Actually, you can go to restaurants now in Texas, um, but really? uh, I'm not going to be the first one to walk. <laughs> yeah, no. Do they limit it? Yeah, I think it's like 25 percent or something like that. Yeah, they're doing that here, uh, but nobody's none of the restaurants are taking advantage of it or wanting to do it, I guess. It might be a better way to say that. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing a little bit of that too. So we're seeing a little bit of everything. We'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, COVID is our quarantine show number 19. And as you know, Todd has postponed all of the shows that he had with Live Nation and other places for the tour that was supposed to start. I guess this week in San Francisco. Yeah. So those have been pushed out to August right now, which is still subject to change, I would say. <laughs> and a lot of them are postponed to be announced. So I don't know. Nobody knows really what's going to happen, but what we do know is you're not going to see Todd this month or next month. So, Correct. You got to just got to develop some patience, Grasshopper. That's right. Today is also, coincidentally, I don't know if this is a holiday. 
Cinco de Mayo is not really a holiday. I guess they're whatever. This is give, give, uh, giving Tuesday. So you know, charities reach out for you to give on Tuesday once a year. This is it. So we've talked about it many times. Jesse Gress Fund is on GoFundMe. He's at about forty-four grand now, I think, Cruiser Mail for a goal of fifty k. Fabulous. For the lung transplant and other medical action that he needs. So go to GoFundMe, put Jesse Gress. If you haven't contributed to that yet, I think most of you probably have. Another option for you, since we have John Boutte, who is a big dog in New Orleans. He was raised in the 7th Ward, but we did a big charity event many moons ago for the Lower Ninth Ward, and we've done a few more since. So makemusicnola.org. They always can use some funds. So, you know, Todd visited that place. You'll probably seen photos. Uh, and they are yeah, part of New Orleans. Yeah, fabulous, wonderful cause right there. Those kids are just amazing and of course, it's different kids than were there uh, 10, 12 years <laughs> ago, right. but, <laughs> yep. but uh, yep. it's a great cause. Yeah, absolutely. The other new thing, Cruiser Mail, that you might can tell people more about than I can because you were in on it, or at least listening, was the Chasm did his first radio show, which sounds like it's more of Chasm being a DJ on Sunday night, which is fun, out of Woodstock, but you can do it online. How did you figure that out, Cruiser Mail? Oh, he had posted in his announcement about the radio show uh, and and posted a link. I want to say it was Radio Woodstock or something like that. Don't hold me to that, but um, it's just live streaming there what's on the air at the time. I don't, I haven't seen anything about it being archived in any way, but um, that could change. Uh, it was it was really pretty good. Uh, He's very much a natural. I mean, you know, he's been on our radio show 50 times or whatever. He's got a great voice. Um, he says that he's going to have guests from here, you know, here so often and talk about songwriting and producing records and just kind of get a glimpse into his world. And this particular show was just him playing five or six songs. Of his choosing, very interesting playlist, I will say. He's kind of all over the place. And mm -hmm. uh, he would talk about the song or the artist or whatever first. And it was a great way to spend an hour on a Sunday evening. I believe it was at hmm, was it 7 six? Eastern. He's going to do it every seven Sunday at 7 Eastern. Mm -hmm. Six okay. So it's the same time every week. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's giving him something to do, I'm sure. To prepare for this show, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, you can find the actual link on the Chasm Sultan fan pages, including his own. And uh, in fact, I even posted it on the Rungan Radio Facebook page. So you got to go digging for it because I don't have it in front of me right now. <laughs> well, we're going to be taking callers tonight. If you want to talk to John Butte, six four six seven one six nine two six two. I already let Keith Kaufman know that, and he apparently wants to talk before John's even on the show, I think. Keith, what's happening? Hello. What up? Hello. 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 <laughs> Hang on. Hello. You. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Can you hear me now? All right, I've had enough of that. RadioWoodstock.com. RadioWoodstock.com is how you find Chasm Show uh, on Saturdays. At no, I thought it was Sunday. Sunday. 
Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> we're we're so helpful tonight. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, I don't know why Keith couldn't hear us, but I couldn't take any more. Um, maybe he'll call back, start over. I don't know. There he is. Let's try one more time. Okay. Keith. Hello. Hello. Much better. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello, guys. Hey, what's happening? Love to you. Uh, um, right. What's up? What's up? Uh, good to hear you again. And uh, are you were you kidding when you posted that this is like eighteen shows you've done in a row? Nineteen. Nope. Nineteen. Unbelievable. Nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? You spoiled us a few years ago when you started this whole damn thing, and <laughs> then when times changed. And you stopped. It got weird, and I, I, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm loving hearing this. Be it a call-in show or just uh, a listen-in show, the guests and just keeping us informed with what's going on is um, it, it's kept my sanity with everything I'm going through with the wife and with the stupid freaking virus. Um and missing live shows, so thank you, thank you both, and um, you know all the, the the guest guest hosts you've had that have been phenomenal. We've had some good guests, yeah. some good shows. The yeah. um, you know, but our main purpose was to entertain and do some stuff when this was slower. But now you got Michelle Rungers doing a podcast. You've got Chasm doing a Sunday yep. show. So we'll see. We may yep. keep doing some. We're definitely going to do Quarantine Show 20, and then we'll kind of go from there. But there seems to be more things to do, and in some states, things are picking back up. So um, we'll, we'll, well see where we they, fit they, in. Yeah, they they opened up everything here in Florida. My My biggest fear is that a lot of people are going to jump the gun yep. and – I don't want to say it's too early, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with a slow rollout to to keep things under control as opposed to let's rush out there and all of a sudden you see this huge spike and you take two steps forward, four steps back, and you're you're right where you started. And as a mail carrier... Yeah, and as a mail carrier, I can tell you, I see it every day out there. And it's like, don't rush, you know. Yes, we've all had a couple of months of annoying uh, restrictions, but guess what? Better to do it the right way than just rush it and F it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll all of our hard work. Gets. I don't want it to be for naught. I don't want to have to no stay in my house another seven weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But who knows? All right. Well, Keith, and, we got uh, – Hey, um, Doug, Doug, yeah. uh, Doug mm-hmm. a big thank you. Uh, you know, karma is a strange thing. And that post that you put up about the, that one-off symphony shirt, that I wound up luckily getting. Yeah, it's a good shirt. <laughs> that was cool, and I won't I won't lie to you. 
I like it with the stripes. I like the the one without the stripes. <laughs> Love the one without the stripes. Love the whole mm-hmm. shirt being it was something I was a participant in. And that was something that when I got that, I had to blink my eyes and go, seriously? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I thanked Danny and Rachel and um, contacted them both and said, hey, love it. And actually went back to the store a couple more times, just out of damn boredom on a couple of days and bought more stuff. One of a kind. And then you could get other stuff. Yeah, they got some good stuff going on over there. Uh, no doubt about it at the ToddStore.com. If you want to see Michelle's or hear Michelle's podcast, by the way, I don't. The, it's easy. Just put in Michelle Runger podcast on Google, and you'll be able to find it. By the way, I don't have the URL for it. And then Chasmusradiowoodstock.com. Appreciate that information, Bruce Whetstone. So, all right, Keith, we got John about to call in in a minute. We'll tell people a little bit about him. We appreciate you giving us a holler. Glad you're doing well. God bless you both. God bless our family. Stay safe, everybody. Slow roll. No rush. Be safe, right. everybody. Love y'all. Hope to see y'all soon. All right. Stay safe, man. That's the uh, million-dollar question. Nobody really knows what's too early, what's too late. Uh, it's it's just a, just a crazy situation. But um, yeah. Apparently, you can listen to Michelle's podcast on Spotify. I'm telling you, Don, just put it in Google. It pulls right up exactly where it is. That's how I find it. So tonight yeah. we will be taking callers. If you want to talk to John, it's six four six seven one six nine two six two. So a lot of people don't know anything about John. That's the purpose of our show. A lot of times is to educate, including ourselves. The main thing to know is that he's a big dog in New Orleans. So it's kind of like Todd. You know, he's got a he's got a uh, he should be bigger than he is, but he's got a good following and people that like him, uh, love him and respect him and love his music. And call him things like, uh, you know, a gift to the universe, legend, all those kind of things. So similar in that regard. But we're hoping yeah. to find out tonight how in the world Todd knew about him, which y'all know Todd loves New Orleans. He goes there a lot. So there's some connection, I'm sure, probably there. But uh, if you haven't heard any of John's music, you can get to Pandora or you can go to Ask Alexa and you'll really like it. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, gotta, I have to compliment you, Doug, and as a fellow – Southerner, you know how to pronounce the name of the city. New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans, that's right. Yeah, it's not, not New Orleans or anything like that, so you're doing good. Yep, New Orleans, New Orleans, whatever you call it. But that's, uh, I used to go there a lot. Still go every now and then, love it. It's a great place. I'm sure we'll talk about the city. They've been through a rough time. They've been through several rough times, as we all know. Yeah. And so we'll get into some of those conversations, but he should be calling any minute, and if you want to talk to him, don't forget, 646-716-9262. So Bruce is hooking us up with a URL. Bruce is on top of his game. Facebook.com forward slash Michelle Rungren podcast forward slash. Okay. Boom, there it is. Yeah. Boom. Well, you know, she's also um, – well, uh, Tiki Aniki, her restaurant in Kauai, is, has been hosting happy hour on Friday afternoons. Well, it depends on where you live. It's Friday afternoon to her, uh, mm-hmm. live from Tiki Aniki. And it's it's cute. You should look it up. Uh, I think Central Time, it comes on at like 10.20 on Friday night or, or 9.20. I can't really remember. Anyway, it's 
it's really cute. They do Facebook Live, and they have the bartenders there fixing up fancy cocktails. And, of course, Michelle is there cutting up and kind of being the hostess with the mostess, of course. So it's a it's a fun little time. They I think it's about an hour. They usually make three or four cocktails, of the, you know, the fancy kind that have umbrellas and pineapples and things like that in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Little happy hour. Sure. Do you want to be all things Todd, all things Rungren, and you got to get on that too. So there's some questions about the podcast Michelle's doing. It's not live, but you can't ask questions. You can actually call into an answer machine and talk, or you can email uh, questions if you want to ask her something, which when I've listened to it, they're mostly about Todd, which is kind of funny when it really – it's her show. It's not his. But anyway, you ask what you want. So uh, we've tried to get her on here so y'all could call and talk to her, but that hasn't panned out. We've tried to get Todd. That hasn't panned out. So so sorry we think they should be on we think it'd be a good opportunity for them to talk to people but one of the cards right Mm, probably not yeah probably not (laughs) (laughs) we'll just keep getting other guests we have fun it is amazing when you look back over the list of guests that we've had and you Mm -hmm. think about you know all these people have have had a connection with todd uh, or, or at the very least, been inspired by Todd. Um, and there's still probably a hundred more that we could get if we if we could get them. You know, um, he's really touched a whole lot of people out there with his music and his personality and uh, tinfoil yeah, hat. I mean, yeah. you know, even that even that impressed some people, <laughs> and it, it, of course it didn't impress a few more so he's uh he may be the next kevin bacon who knows <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good all right point. so while we wait on john i'm gonna play a song so you can get a taste now this is i got two that i'm gonna play tonight and and then we'll if we got time we'll play beginning of the end again so i've got a new okay. one and i got an old one and uh this old one's really uh good and, and popular and one of his best, and then the new one's really nice too. You notice some voice changes, just like you do with Todd, etc. So let's uh-huh. take a listen, and uh, we'll be back hopefully with John Boutte soon. Beyond the sky It's been a long 
having a little trouble hearing you. Can you get maybe closer to the mic or something? Here we go, Doug. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. All right. Just, you're just a little, your volume is just a little low. No biggie. We'll, we'll make it work. Um, right, we appreciate on. you being on. Hey, Doug? Yes. Can you hear me now? I can. Is that better? It's okay. All right, beautiful. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's you? get started. We're, we're, you know. <laughs> we're, um. We're we're uh, trying to celebrate Cinco de Mayo without going out. It's a little different. Wow. Well, I've done, I've done that today. Actually, I'm so sorry. I thought uh, I thought it's Wednesday, isn't it? No, I thought we would do this Wednesday. No. <laughs> <laughs> so don't 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 worry, John. Nobody seems to know what day it is. Two and a half tequilas, but I'm going to try to keep it together here. Uh, awesome. You caught up with me. Yeah. I caught up Very with nice. you? Yep, you caught up with me. That's what I had for dinner. A little celebration before I got on the show. A little tequila, a little spicy margarita. One of my favorites. Doug, who am I on the phone with? I'm so sorry. Uh, you got me and my co-host, Melinda Kane. And we may have some Melinda, callers here at some point. Melinda, yeah. Melinda, Melinda. Yes. How you doing, Melinda? Yes, yes, yes. I am fine. How you guys doing with the isolation? Uh, losing our minds a little bit, but it's not all that bad. <laughs> no, could be worse. I, you know what? Uh, it could. You know what? It always could get worse. You know? Yeah. I'd rather be... I'd rather be in my house than on a ventilator. Yes, a friend of mine told me from when you're born, he was they put you in your hearse. It might be bad, but it but it always could get worse. So (laughs) just 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 enjoy just enjoy the now and where we're at, and let's deal with it, man. And I just would encourage all your listeners to please social distance. Isolate and wear a mask. This is no joke. It ain't no joke. No joke. Yeah, you you guys have been hit uh, after Mardi Gras pretty hard. That's exactly right. And look, I I marched with the crew of Saint Anne, which is a big parade, you know, uh, that uh, goes throughout the Marigny and the French Quarters and the Bywater and goes to the river. And I played my horn in the center. Of all of this, and I came out unscathed. That's so, amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. Knock on wood, I said. <laughs> and uh, I'm serious, man, because look, uh, I filled out my census, my census today, right? And uh, they asked what my race was, okay? And, you know, I'm African American, but I'm a Creole and Melongian, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a which is uh, which was uh, three black people out of Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, North Carolina, right? And they were actually mm-hmm. five. But I had an underlining. Uh, I have uh, as a kid when they put up the interstate, a block uh, a block away from my house, they destroyed these beautiful oak trees, like. Uh, about three, four miles of oak trees, and they put up the interstate in my neighborhood. And 
as that went up, I got asthma at eight years old. And mm-hmm. my mother brought me to the doctor, and she prescribed the medicine, et cetera, et cetera. But she also said, look, get him a wind instrument. It'll help his lungs. And I played, uh, she gave me a horn at eight years old. And, uh, but I've got an underlying condition, so I'm taking this shit very, I'm sorry, I'm taking this very, very seriously. <laughs> I bet. That's the way, uh, that's the way, but, way to be. Every, most of the people we have listed are, are on board with I'm being careful. 61. Jeez, man, I'm in good shape, but I'm 61, man. And yeah. so, you know, I think, I think we all got to, we've got to be responsible, man. And I just don't see people taking the individual responsibilities that they need to do to protect not only themselves, but are they their brother's keepers? Yes. Or are they just going to knock with a head with a freaking rock? Who owes, well, you know what I'm saying? And look, I'm not yeah. religious. I don't want to put religious stuff on it, but I'm just saying philosophically, are we going to take care of one another? Because if we don't, I guarantee you the government's not taking care of us. No. So They're about that to open up. More of you got New Orleans is opening up a little bit, isn't it? All right, they can open up. They You're can not open up. up. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> won't. yes, it won't be. At the I got a two yeah. of showing up for the party. Uh-huh. Yes, you won't be sure to the party. That's Not me. I, buddy. John Butte. Well, All right. I'm to ride it out. Well, hey, John, can you do um, – let's try something. I, we're really having trouble hearing yes. you. Can you just hang up and call back and try again see what happens? Sometimes that works. I'm going to do that one. Yeah, let's make that happen. Hold on. Yeah, just call me right back. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, yeah. Sorry for uh, whoever's she... – I just hung up on poor Tim, didn't mean to. So try that. <laughs> they were going to call. I think it was Deborah calling in to listen. Um, well, yeah, I was having a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, I really got a lot to talk to him about. I don't want to not be able to hear him, so let's uh, see what we can do. Yeah. Right, let's hello, try this again. Hello, hello. hello. How are you? Hello. <laughs> are you guys All right, here? We're here. Can you hear Now. Doug, can you hear me? I can hear yeah. you. Now, I'm interested, though, that you're talking about the um, the way people are handling the situation and the government and religion. And, yeah. you know, I, I read – one of my questions later was going to be to ask you. I read you were a pacifist, and your latest album, 2019, was called Well-Tempered. But you're fired up about this. Oh, well, that – you know what? When I called it Well-Tempered, a lot of people laughed. <laughs> <laughs> ah. They thought it was ironic, but it's not. I am pretty well-tempered, but there's certain things you should not be well-tempered to. If the house is on fire, you better get your asses out and try and put it out. Good point. Okay? You can't be mm-hmm. well-tempered. You have to move, man. Sometimes in history, we have to we have to take action. And this is a time that's paramount that everybody takes the responsibility to do the right thing. This is a time where we need leadership that's going to tell us the truth, not so many, so much misinformation, so much not science bullshit that's been spewed out. That's incredible, man. That is, I guess just to me, that is just so. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. The funny, I was thinking about this today. You look on social media, and it's everybody's all of a sudden become 
a 60 minutes investigative reporter because they got the Google gun out. <laughs> I mean, I've seen you know conspiracy what? theories, man-made, not man-made, this, that, and other. It's unbelievable. Well, you know, the real scientists say yep. it looks like it's not man-made, man. And it, I, you know what? Eight years ago, uh, they realized that this was coming on. And yeah. they were preparing for and and even Bill Gates and all the people and all the scientists around the world knew it's inevitable, man. Just like we get hurricanes, just like you get tornadoes, just like you uh, uh, get tsunamis. We have viruses. Viruses have been here for 1.5 billion years. Listen to here, guys, in the Bible Belt. We've only been here for 100,000 years. It's Homo sapiens. So yeah. who do you think has the upper hand? <laughs> the virus. Now. So we got yeah. yeah because we're not using the brains that we've developed, right? We're using yeah. our emotions and and our subjective opinions instead of objective facts. And we need scientists, and we don't we don't need a politician on freaking TV. If you ain't got a medical degree and a credible, you shouldn't open your mouth about this thing at all. Unless you're repeating what they said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Unless you're repeating what they're saying. Because otherwise... That's why we have... And dangerous. That's, it's dangerous. Yep, that's why we have those groups. Yeah. Right. That's why they went yeah, to true. school, man. That's why yeah. they spent 20 years in research and stuff. Not to, you know, just to, what, to, to uh, try and fool people? Melinda, you still yeah. there? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm. I am nodding my head. I'm. I'm. We're on board. It's a, it's I'm it's un, it's unbelievable. You have a group. I'm you have these specific I'm groups of scientists. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's go. Uh, let's shift gears. Well, we'll stay into the COVID though. But uh, mm-hmm. since everything was closed down, mm-hmm. what restaurant in New Orleans did you miss the most? Wow. That's a good question, man. There's so many places I, I, mm-hmm. I uh, like to frequent, you know, when I'm there and uh, and have something else. Have something to eat. Bayona's is, is yeah. a great restaurant. I mean, it's still on the higher end, right? So, but Bayona's, when if we really want to go out for a sit-down, white table, caught uh, a white table dinner or whatever, right? And and a mm-hmm. good service and a really nice meal from folks. Uh, incredible uh, chef and hum- uh, human being. I go to uh, the owners with Susan okay. Spicer. But, uh, other than that, man, I, I like you know, I just like all the like neighborhood places where I can just stop in and just get a uh, you know have a uh, you know have a pool boy or. Just go out and uh, just have something very local, man. And just even coffee mm-hmm. houses where I could just get uh, a beignet or uh, a donut and something with a good coffee and see friends, you know. Yeah, yeah. you gotta keep gotta keep the little guys open. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, those are the guys. Really, look, let me tell you, man. I'm so I'm really sorry that I don't think. Uh, look, even the big guys, they're not gonna really, they're not gonna really, uh, 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 go through this. Guess why? Just like me, millions of other people who are going to be uh, reluctant to jump out and see if uh, they can go have dinner and not get COVID, right? 
Yes. You know, I think it's gonna it's gonna change the whole paradigm. People are, How's it? and you know it's all about. Not, you know, I got a degree. I got a, my minor in college was uh, economics. I mm-hmm. majored in business and minor economics. And business and economics in particular, it's all about psyche, man. It's what you know. It's people think it's about money. It's no, it's about people are thinking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you think it's good, you're gonna spend. If you think it's bad, you're not. Simple as that. And if you think you're gonna get killed having a meal, you're not going out to get that meal. I know mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Going up a seat. <laughs> I'm waiting around till the scientists. When we can spend the look, and you know I'm a former military officer, so I can tell you this: when we start spending money on, 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 on American, on not only American but the world, when we stop spending money on war, all this stuff, then we can spend money on research to make everybody in the world feel better. Look, this this threw the the third uh, off of America. We weren't great. We never were freaking great, right? And this told them that we're not great because everybody who's been left behind is dying. Yes. Yeah. White, black, red, yellow don't make a difference. Those are the guys yeah. who are falling through the wayside because the military-industrial complex has prevailed, right? And the people of America have failed to keep them from uh, 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 spending money on war. Look, we spend what two trillion dollars, and I'm not look life. One life is spent. But on nine eleven, we spent two about two trillion. I'm this is very 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 uh, uh, conservative estimate that we spent maybe two three trillion dollars on that war, right? After yeah. the, after nine eleven, mm-hmm. after you know after we all rallied around a freaking flag. Behind our genius Bush, right, and we invaded, et cetera, et cetera, over three thousand six hundred lives. We got that every day, baby. We got a nine eleven every day, every day. So now, why don't we spend that money to stop it? And that money is there. And let me tell you, the military is also. Why have we called upon the military to take place? That's who's got the money, and they also have the resources to put people to to uh, to uh, put hospitals in and everything else, and also said, but to make sure people are freaking are doing social distance. If you can't do it yourself, somebody got to show you how to do it, right? Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise you're basically being recklessly. You're recklessly endangering your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You got well, a lot of Well, you know, as an economics minor, uh, yeah. one thing I've noticed about economics, because your economics folks are getting back into this conversation, the main difference between mm-hmm. a scientist and economics, or science and economics, is economics has no compassion. Right. It's all about the numbers. Right, exactly. Numbers and money and GPD, da da da. But guess what? I'm number eight out of ten, and I have two incredibly, not only beautifully, beautiful parents that are just incredibly smart, et cetera, et cetera, and loving. Mm -hmm. And it taught me to 
to love life more than money. And anybody who loves money more than life, then let them have it. <laughs> you know? I guess. Yeah. Money yeah. and no life. <laughs> money they can't spend it. <laughs> well, You're well, that's wrong, kind man. of I like it. That's kind of where we are today, and you know, even if we if we had all the money in the world, you know, as as normal citizens or whatever, uh, we can't go to the movies. We can't can't uh, go to the mall in in many places or whatever. So yeah, what what good is it? But uh, I I wanted to ask you, um, you are one of the featured artists. That uh, has performed at Jazz Fest there in New Orleans, and apparently, because you guys couldn't have a live Jazz Fest this year, um, they're they're doing some kind of a broadcast of of old performances. And I I hear you had a really wonderful performance, either the year of or the year after. Uh, Hurricane Katrina. You want to talk to us about what it's like to perform at a huge festival like that? Sure, sure, sure. I'll keep my mind on for the government because you are the virus. It's wonderful. I'm telling you, every year, everybody uh, looks forward to jazz stuff. It's like our. Uh, like, one second. I'm sorry, there we go. It's like our Christmas after Christmas, <laughs> especially for musicians, because the city is flooded with uh, music fans from around the world. Everybody's working. Everybody's uh, having a great time. The musicians, the artists, you see people, other musicians from around the world. But to play on the jazz fest stage is just very special because uh, it's like a coveted spot. You know, and sure. I've been very fortunate to for many years to be there, and uh, they call me back every year, which is so nice. And I can tell you, the year 2006 when I came back, that was one of the most emotional performances that I think I uh, I ever gave at Jazz Fest. I had some really good ones, but uh, that one stands out because. Everybody in the crowd was, you know, it was the first year after we came back after the levees failed, and uh, I did. It was just incredible. The places are cracking, man. You could just feel all the emotions. As soon as they introduced me, it was the music and the whole back here because it felt like everybody was a crowd, or screaming. Yeah. Which yeah. I think I asked in the screen. I made everybody freaking scream. <laughs> right? I yeah. did. I made everybody go listen back there. I made everybody scream. And then we just rolled on. And I, I don't know if I even followed my uh, my set list. I just followed my heart. And, uh, you know, and then we did an incredible version of Louisiana 1927. And there was not a, a dry eye in the tent. I mean, mama's daddy's and the kids are crying because it's only parents crying. <laughs> well, apparently they you know? they have it they have that recorded and somebody <laughs> running it. Um, I don't know if it's done w- in a- WWOZ 
90.7 FM New Orleans. WWOZ 97.7 New Orleans Public Radio, Community Radio. NPR yesterday put out a freaking incredible piece of publicity, man. They said from Elephant Gerald to John Boutet. God, I never thought I'd be uh, next to Elephant Gerald in the same sentence, right? Had your phone? Yeah. And of course, they say it was an epic performance in Jazz Fest history. I can tell you this that one song, Louisiana 1927, was put on uh, the Smithsonian's uh, Smithsonian folk uh, record last year. For 2019, it was on the Smithsonian uh, folk uh, compilation. Wow. Yeah, really, man. So, you know, I've got another song, but I'm not singing it. It's at the foot of Canal Street. That's also on the Smithsonian record, but it's performed by Cowboy Mouth. The uh, yeah. uh, Pulse Jazz is the guy who I wrote the tune with, and he played with that band. Hmm. So, yeah. But I tell you, Jazz Fest is just special, man, because it, it's also an economic engine for all the musicians, man. And, gosh, what a horrible time for us not to be working. I think yeah. if, if it was shut us down at the end of... In June, everybody said hallelujah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no work, right? This is where I'm telling you, gosh, I left so much cash on the table, but I could give a damn. Because mm-hmm. money ain't life. Life right. is life, right? You know, and, yeah, it's, uh, you can't follow after that, man. You got you to gotta want some more than money, man. This is another thing I think we should look at now. If they can right. shut us down for three months, I guarantee we all in America, call me a socialist, call me whatever you want, right? Because I was grown up as a Catholic. I don't practice, but you can't get more socialist than a Catholic. Or you can't get more socialist than, than a Christian if you're a real Christian. You can't get more socialists. And that's the truth. That's nine hours. That's 12 hours of theology from Xavier University, baby. I can <laughs> there tell it you. Is. <laughs> okay, that's the truth. But people don't, people don't love, you know, they don't care about their brothers. I mean, Ronald Reagan came in and it's all about uh, me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. That's not sick in America. That's bullshit. It was in the right. 80s. It should be us. It's us. The U.S. It's us, man. Yeah. Too many one. That's what it's about. It's not about. It's not about uh, 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 the selfishness of not caring for uh, people who who need more. You understand? If we got enough. How much more do we need, man? How much? What do you? Uh, other than going out, uh, mid, uh, uh, let me tell you, we're not broke, man. America's been making money for. Billionaires sitting on a lot of our money. Guess what? They're not giving the government's not giving us money. They're giving us our money. That's our yeah. money. Yeah. So you pay Damn, that is true. This is our goddamn money. They're not giving us <laughs> shit. We're taking our stuff back that we need, man. Jeez. Yeah. People are so, so 
ignorance. Well, you, I mean, you you know what you're talking about uh, from experience, well, uh, such experience with Katrina, even. Um, this is a real similar situation, I would think. I will, I, my fellow Americans, you cannot depend upon this government. Like, we couldn't depend upon George Bush's government. You cannot depend upon this government to help you. You better help yourself. And that's what we had to do. We didn't depend on them for nothing because they wasn't giving us nothing. And we pulled ourselves up. That's how it works. Yeah. And um, uh, I did not know about the TV show Treme at the time, but – you sang the theme song for that. Did that? Did you uh, know that that was going to be the theme song for a TV show? And did you agree to, you know, oh, it sounds like it would be a good show to promote my city and, and whatnot? Well, I wrote it in 1993 when nobody did a rap dance about the Senate. Right? <laughs> now the Senate, those houses... That was that I I could have bought in in, in the nineties for twenty five to thirty thousand dollars forty thousand dollars right I'm going for two hundred fifty to seven hundred eight hundred thousand dollars up to a million dollars wow can you believe that no but okay <laughs> well that's true baby you can mm-hmm. get, uh, maybe not now not the corona they may have dropped <laughs> yeah. but you look at the you look at the prices prior to that folks were paying. Incredible prices for these uh, houses that uh, I'm not even going to tell you. But uh, I'm sorry, I got a little bit lost. Where was I? You oh, I was just me. talking about the TV show Treme and your oh, your theme I'm song. Sorry, I'm sorry, I get a little upset when I'm used to living in Timber and I've seen the gentrification so bad I get a little crazy. But <laughs> I did not write it. I didn't write it for the, for the show. I wrote it. For me and my community, right? And so when David Simon uh, approached me uh, and they wanted to use it, and I liked David Simon's writing and his credibility, I said, oh, yes. Right? And then I was finally touched by TV. Hello? Yes, one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was finally touched by TV because I've been working for 30 years. Nobody didn't care who I was. (laughs) They saw me on TV. I was a superstar. The national (laughs) cover. So, you know, that's how that works, right? But I'm very happy they picked the tune up because the tune is very, uh, the tune really. Describes it to me, you know, and uh, when they, and it also changed my life. It changed my bank account. So, because I owned that thing, and, uh-huh. uh, I was I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, deal with uh, HBO on my own without any uh, managers, lawyers, or anybody else. You know, I am well educated. You know. I I could. I can read with comprehension. Did they ever? Did they ever ask you to appear on the show in any way? 
Yeah, it's so generous. I, you know what? And and I did. I performed. I had about maybe four or five uh, cameos, and they even used more tunes. Uh, they used a, a version of White Christmas. I did. They used uh, my song uh, Sisters. Uh, they use uh, no, no, at the foot of Canal Street. They use a couple of my tunes, but I gotta tell you, they were very, they were very good for to me, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for HBO and David Simon and and uh, Blake Wade, the music supervisor, who got in touch with me and uh, literally changed my life, man. Yeah, you know? just made things a little bit easier. You know? mm-hmm. Another well, thing, I'm going to have to look it up on the HBO On Demand or something like that because it sounds like a really good show. It's the best. It should have, it it should have, if it would have went six years, I could have retired. But it should have <laughs> gone 20 years because let me tell you, they could have still been writing it. The story went on. The story completely went on. The speed of switch from how they threw. The poor people out of New Orleans were just racist, and people never got back. Old people never got back, man. Yeah. And you know, just just so sad, you know. But we this was this is a preparation. The only thing different here is when when, when the levees failed in New Orleans, we were able to to run away. There's no there's nowhere to run, like that old tune says. There's no hiding place down here. Yeah, unfortunately. Everybody's gonna take the phone, baby. Everybody. Worldwide. Worldwide. I, I, I talked to a friend of mine, uh not talk but I was emailing to some friends in New Zealand, you know. And they're doing pretty good. But they're testing, 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 like I said in the microphone. Testing, testing, testing. And we're not doing that. We're failing, failing, failing. And I guarantee you, if there still was 60,000 people dead, it's got to be, I would say it's probably uh, 5,000. I would put five times that number. Because they don't, they're do not they not counting the people who died from heart attacks, strokes, uh, 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 and Suicide. all the other things that are sick. Have you been, have you been tested? No, I was going to get tested. I know I haven't been, but let me tell you, man, I'm, I'm a veteran, right? I tell you, I was, I was, I was, a, I was an officer in the military. So mm-hmm. when I when I went, I was supposed to. I had a VA appointment on the twenty seventh of February. Yeah, February, no March. Mm-hmm. Sorry, March. Twenty seventh March, they canceled it. The day before, they called said, dude, don't come. I called my physician. She said, this is chill. Don't come. Yeah. And uh, so I was just going to get my regular blood test, you know, uh, because I'm one of the fortunate ones. Because I serve, I'm the one of the fortunate ones who have health care. Everybody should have health care in this country, man. That's not, that's, not, that's not a privilege. That's a right. People have a right. Right, look, it's in the Constitution, the right to life. Right yeah. to life. The right to life. We jump on the so, Second Amendment so much. What about the right to life? You have, So you have 
you, because you're you're you were ROTC, you're military for a while. You have um, health insurance for the rest of your life. Is that the deal? Basically, and I was in a combat zone too. Oh, were you? Okay. On the gyms. You definitely got it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate yeah. your service. Did yeah. you? So so, uh, do you still plan That's to get tested? No, I know they do. <laughs> That's a good deal they got. Good retirement. Yeah. Yes. 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 In fact, that was the first thing I asked my physician. I said, well, look, I want to get a test. But where do you get them? There's no freaking test. Yeah. It is. It seemed that way, doesn't it? They fail, um, man. They, they don't want, you know, and it's all political because this guy is looking at numbers like he looks at ratings. I'm sorry, man. I don't care. <laughs> you know, you're, you're on I'm roll, just telling you how I I got you. Huh? Well, hey, I got. Let me um. We we come back to that. Well, I love talking about it, but I want to. I want to ask you some stuff about your career right quick, if you don't mind. So, uh, one one situation I read about for you was that you were not originally after military and school were not going to be in the music business, but you were. I don't know if you were talked into it or if it changed your mind. Somehow you met Stevie Wonder, but it didn't say how you met him. Why and what actually happened for that to help you change course? Well, I'll tell you quick. I'll make it quick. So you one don't have of my to. dear friends, <laughs> yeah. <you> know, <laughs> one of my <laughs> dear friends who was I, I was in college with, his father, one of the greatest men in America, uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Norman Francis, who was the president mm-hmm. of the Virginia University for, for for decades. Uh, we had both we graduated together. So one day he calls me up and he says, "I was in the studio with my sister." And he says, "Dude, I need to use the piano, in, uh, my my DX7." I'm like, "Man, you don't even play the instrument. What do you need that for?" He says, "Just bring it to the hotel room." I'm like, "I'm in the middle of a session. Just bring it. I'll bring it." So I stopped what I was doing. I brought it up there. Uh, knocked at the door. Brought it up there. Left it. He said, just put it in the corner over there, sir. I just haphazardly threw it on the table, man. And uh, we talked a little bit, and that's split. So the next day, he calls me in the afternoon and says, bro, come get your piano because uh, we're leaving, and you got you got to get out of the hotel room. I'm like, what? I said, I was really kind of upset. <laughs> so I went up, went up to the hotel and banged on the door. And I was about to bang again, and I heard music, and I said, no way, right? Steve the one that's playing my GX7. Come to find out, Tim is his publishing lawyer. And Tim is dating his uh, background singer also. uh, And we spent a day together, man. Me, Stevie, Jonathan Fishback, who uh, who engineered his Songs of Your Life, the incredible artist. Who's passed? Uh, uh, John Scott, who was also the uh, the, uh, the professor of art uh, at uh, the the head of the art department, rather, at Xavier mm-hmm. University. Just incredible guy. You got to look at his work. In fact, this is the anniversary of uh, Kent State. Uh, I oh, had wow. one of his all paintings. I've got one of his all paintings of Kent State. John Scott is. Incredible, he's a legend. So anyway, that's when I met. That's what when I met Stevie, and we spent the day, the day together, laughed, talked, 
you know, and uh, I even used or uh, took his hand because he couldn't find his thumbprinter. I used his hand to sign a signature for John Scott. <laughs> the great. So artist. what did you? How did he? Did you um? At the end of do the, the, at the end of the day with him when we were leaving, mm-hmm. I asked him. And he said, can't do that. And I asked him three times. <laughs> I was not ashamed. And then I said, well, what do I got to do, dude? And he said, patience is determination. And then he told me I had a signature voice. I was like, what is that? He said, you sound like nobody else, dude. That's what the industry looks for, somebody with a signature voice. You don't sound like Sam Cooke. You don't sound like Donna Hathaway. You don't sound like uh, Lil Willie John. You sound like John Boutet. Hmm. That's not that's, that's quite a compliment. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm those names that people tell me I sound like this. I sound. They say I sound like Casey Casey. I said, give me a radio show, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Some people they say you sound like Sam Cooke, but you. So oh, why, why were you singing for him? I didn't catch that part. Why, how did he hear you sing? Did while he was playing, you start singing, well, he, or? He went to the piano, and Steve is like this, man. If he's got a piano wrong, there's a bunch of people. He don't sit there and sing and say, listen to me. He starts a song, he says, not everybody's going to sing something. Mm-hmm. Right? And he was pointing people out to sing things, and I was sitting at a, <clears throat> it's funny because I was sitting, this is real. Now, this is this is what you call a cocky uh, uh, young man, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, too young, right? And I'm sitting there next to Stevie, and uh, and I'm next to Stevie and Tim, the lawyer, and uh, where uh, Stevie had uh, started playing his tune uh, on the uh, no, I'm sorry, I take it back. We're all sitting on it. We're all sitting on the sofa, and Tim's girlfriend, Lena walked in the room and Tim says, Yolena. And then Stevie says, Yolena, Yolena, Yolena. Yolena, Yolena, Yolena. Yolena, Yolena, Yolena. Yolena, Yolena, Yolena. And then we started doing harmony together. It was rolling. All of a sudden it went awry. And I and started to hold on. I said, I think you're sharp. Why do you insane? 
and I just got out the army. I was just tired of freaking shaving, man. And I just looked and said, mm, oh, my son's got She go, go home and shave and get a tie. And what <laughs> John, did you, did you work at a bank or a credit union? I was, it was a credit union, Corpus Christi Credit Union. Come on, man. You know there's a big difference. <laughs> the credit union, look, the credit union was the largest uh, African-American credit union in the United States. Nice. So these guys run play with little money, man. They, 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 it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a community bank and uh, in in the Creole section of New Orleans, and uh-huh. Creole uh-huh. been running stuff a long time, you know. <laughs> Big time. Big time. But I, I don't like miss it. the bank. Trust me. I don't, yeah. I don't miss, I don't miss the bank, man, at all. You no, know? music business was better suited for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, you, so you, so coming years later, somehow you get involved with Mr. Rungren. What's the story behind that? How you got on that uh, White Knight album? Well, you know what, Todd, man, I met Todd uh, in in New Orleans. He was Mardi Gras, and, uh, with a dear friend of mine, uh, Susan, uh, she, uh, Susan Hoffman. Uh, uh, who uh, knows Todd very well? I think she was his manager for a while, uh, a good friend at least, man. And Cafe Amelie. She's one of the best people I know, man. She's so sweet. I love mm-hmm. her to death. Anyway, we walking down the street and I see her and Todd walking. I had no idea who Todd was at the time. And she says, "Hey, John, this is Todd." And she introduced me, and then we walked a little bit. And we went up to her place and we hung out. And then the next day, no, Mardi Gras, I think it was. It was, mm-hmm. it was carnival season. It might not have been Mardi Gras day. It was during carnival. I came in, and I saw Todd. He was back at Susan. And I walked up and said, dude, that's the same shirt you had on yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds right. Yep, that's him. <laughs> and he said, he says, what? Well, I said, well, I'm just messing with you. My stuff hasn't arrived. <laughs> anyway. He's a dear heart, man. I freaking love Todd, man. He's a great guy. And we just became friends uh, over, over uh, through Susan over the years. And uh, Whenever he comes in town, we have dinners. And he's cooked. He's in, by the way, he's an incredible, incredible freaking cook. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that. That guy can burn, man. <clears throat> and uh, so uh, I was privy to his uh, meals, I think, twice. And we just got to, we got a real good connection, man. And we, we started talking about different things uh, in life. And uh, one of the things was uh, uh, addiction, I think it was. And mm-hmm. it's how people deal with it, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, he asked me, I was, you know, I was very honored. He said, look, like he called, uh, emailed me and said he had, this tune, he was going to send me some tracks, and uh, he sent me these tracks to this tune, the beginning of the end. And it's a great freaking tune. I fell in love with it, man. You know, it's just an electronic track, you know. But the lyrics that he wrote were incredible. And unbeknownst to myself, I was singing it as a love song because uh, one of the lines says, it's a habit... And habit has hasn't been broken. I mixed up habit with a uh, heart, right? Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. thinking it was heart, and he was saying habit. 
<laughs> so it was a big, but I sang it is uh very passionately, right? And uh, mm-hmm. he loved the way I did it, man. So I, I gotta tell you, I put him through. It's funny. One of the funny things was because I'm a high tenor, right? And he sent it to me in one key, and I said, "Todd, I said this is good. That's a good song. Could you move it up a half step?" I said, "Sure." Mm-hmm. He sent it to me a half step. Uh, yeah, I said, "Could you move it up another half step?" He said, "Okay." And then the third time, I said, "Could you move it up another half step?" <laughs> he said, "Do." He said, "No, no." The first time when I asked him, I gotta go back. The first time I told him to bring it up, he said, "He says, why? I, said, I can't hit the bottom notes." And you know what he said? Why? Huh? He said, "What?" He said, We're so methodical because you know Todd. Todd worked hard on his voice. He, you know, he's not willing. He's not a willing singer, man. He has literally worked on his voice, right? And uh, Mm -hmm. but he was he was kind enough to raise it up one little step, uh, another half step, and they said, "Do." We can't get any. We can't get any higher. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to get the chipmunks in the background. <laughs> get the chipmunks in. That's a great tune, man. It is a good song. When I have, so you, where did you, where you, where do you um, record your voice? You just record your voice and then send it to him. On or how does that work? Y'all didn't meet for this. Well, what I did. What I did this time was uh, I went to a great studio in New Orleans called uh, uh, Estimate Studios. In fact, and he sent me track. I learned the lyrics. I worked it out at home, et cetera, et cetera. You know. Then I brought uh, I brought the tracks to the studio, and uh, at Esp- on Estimate Street, in New Orleans, Estimate Studios, Mick Mich- Misha. Uh, is the uh, okay. owner, and uh, it's a great studio. Unfortunately for him, I, I gotta tell you, man, jazz shows got canceled, and the Who was supposed to be recording that. <laughs> so that all got canceled. The Who, the Who was supposed who? to be recording the Who. W H O was gonna record was, what? Was, was I don't know a record uh, 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 album okay. or something over at Esplanade uh-huh. Studios. Oh wow! At Jazz at Jazz because <laughs> they were playing Jazz Fest and they were uh-huh. sitting around or come in early and record. And uh-huh. uh, that's the studio I did it at. It's a new one. It's an old Episcopalian church that was renovated. And it's beautiful. That studio uh-huh. also won a Oscar for uh, the Green Book. Because they recorded mm-hmm. uh, the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. okay. They also named yeah. a SUV after it. Really? The Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> no, not Escalade. <laughs> no, no, it's not an Escalade. It's an Esplanade. <laughs> I'm kidding. I got you. <laughs> oh, I, it's been locked up too long, man. Well, that's a good uh, story. I Met him in New Orleans with Susan. Yeah. Yeah, man, we were super, and we hung out, we hung out, man, we walked through City Park, and, you know, we just got to know each other as friends, man, as a musician, and he would come to my shows at DVA, you know, uh, he came mm-hmm. to two or three of my shows at DVA, and 
I was, you know, I was just honored to have him in the uh, audience, man. And That's cool. He really So before it, before COVID, you were doing Tuesday night shows every Tuesday, right, in New Orleans? No, every I was doing every Monday in New Orleans. Monday? Uh, at a room place I started mm-hmm. uh, right after 9-11. My first gig, actually, was in honor. How crazy, man. I've been always mm-hmm. playing tragedy shows. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, started on TV. Oh, gosh, man. Mm-hmm. Right, baby, man. I started that gig off with 9/11, right? Mm-hmm. And then I I came back after Katrina with a gig and helped the city get back. And my last gig after the pandemic was at mm-hmm. that gig, and I knew I wasn't gonna be able. I knew I wasn't gonna be able to play uh, the next week because even Carnival, man. I had reservations about going out. I I, even, I didn't even know why that carnival go on. In fact, two yeah. of my doctor friends, that's what they dressed as. Grand Raven. The Wuhan, they dressed as, they costumed as the Wuhan flu. <gasps> oh, no. Wow. <laughs> said, look, you know what? I'll send you some pictures. I'll send you pictures of them, uh, Doug. Uh, uh, and you can pass them on. Uh, yeah, I'll one. share. Absolutely. Well, hey, John, what about yeah, – uh, tell me about your Well-Tempered album. It's your last one you did, 2019. What's up with the title, and uh, what's what's the story behind it, and how can people get it? Well, I can tell you. Uh, first off, that record was uh, something that I wanted to do because my guitar player <clears> – I hadn't done a record in seven years, and I didn't realize it because that record had done well and made money in movies and it so well, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, I wasn't, I didn't think about mm. just, you know, I'm not a guy that just put out records just to be putting them out. I got to feel like I have a reason, but it's been seven years, so I need to get off my ass and do something. He found that, my guitar player, for 20 years it was having, uh, having uh, diagnosed with colon cancer. And for two and a half years, he struggled with it and succumbed to it in uh, January, uh, the year I released the record. And uh, the year before, we recorded it. And I wanted to I wanted to do something that I wanted to do. I wanted to do something like uh, without any horns, without any drums. I wanted to do like a Nat King Cole feel with a bass, guitar, and uh, piano, because that's enough rhythm. All the all three of those are rhythm instruments. So the rhythm's there, and then I have the chords and the melodies, and I have the. I don't have to sing over anything, you know. I can just sing. I can let my voice roll. And I wanted to do some. I didn't do any originals because there were some standards I wanted to just do. I wanted to see how they sound. And I wanted to make it easy also on Todd because he was sick. And uh, he played incredible, man. I miss him a lot. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, also this incredible uh, piano player, Oscar Rosanoli. Look him up, man. He's freaking unbelievable. One of Winston, uh, uh, rather, Ellismore Services students. Mm. <coughs> And uh, my bass player, yeah, my bass player, Nobu Osaki, who's been with me for years, incredible bass player, got perfect pitch. 
and and we just went in and we we sang. I mean, we did this whole record in one day. People don't believe wow. that, but I recorded <laughs> I recorded all those tunes in one day. I said, let's go in, and we just we were, we were very meditative, brother man. We were happy, and Todd was in a good spirits, and uh, we just kept rolling till he couldn't roll anymore. <laughs> when he got exhausted, I said, okay, go. And when he kept, he wanted to keep on, but I knew he couldn't. And uh, we stopped, but we had to stop. And uh, yeah. and and uh, Lisa did an incredible uh, job at uh, recording us and uh, mixing and mastering. Good, and I'm very happy about it, man. That record makes me happy. And very it's good. It's a good listener, man. You can put yeah. that on and just and just listen and get happy. I'm telling you. And you can get it off. Uh, uh, from uh, CD Baby, go to my website johnbouquet.com or uh, Louisiana Music Factory, which is a local uh, uh, record store, which probably needs some help. And uh, but just go to my website johnbouquet.com and it'll guide you to where you can pick up any of my music, man. And oh, we yeah, are we out of CD Baby was, I think CD Baby's taking a COVID break. They're taking a COVID break? Yeah, you need to check it out. I tried to look at it today on your site. Shut up, man. Yeah, man. They, what do you mean? They're taking, they, are they, have they priced it up? No, I couldn't get it on there. You better check it out. No. Hey, um, how about, do you mind if we play a song? Do you mind, do you mind, do you mind if I play a song off of it? All right, I'm gonna play a song off of it. If you you want to take a bio break, if you want to come back, or if you got to go, that's fine as well. But um, you might want to check out your CD Baby part of your site. But I'm gonna play. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? And then we'll be right back. Five minutes. Okay, bro. Check it out, everybody. I never had this kind of feeling. With an aching heart and my mind a reeling. What's the matter? Here's the matter. Here's what's wrong with me. What it means to miss New Orleans and miss it both night and day. And I know that it's wrong, but the feeling's getting stronger the longer I stay away. I miss those moss-covered vines Tall sugar pines Where mockingbirds used to sing And I'd like to see That old lazy 
hurrying in to spring. The moonlight all by you. There's a creole tune that fills the And soon I'm wishing that I were there. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? Cause that's where you left your heart. There's one thing more. How I miss I care for more than I miss New Orleans. Well, you got to find a new way to sell it so you can get it. Well, you know, 
Did you see? No, no, no. There's also Louisiana Music Factory. Did you see that one? Okay, Louisiana Music Factory. All right, we'll send people there. All right. Glad you just showed me that, man, because I'm now I'm just going back to my I'm going to my site to see why they weren't they didn't hear me connected. I was like, oh no, I had five million people listening to me yesterday. Jeez. <laughs> mm. yeah. Oh. yeah, we got to get that remedied. Yeah. I wanna ask you, um, when I was doing my homework about you to prepare for tonight, uh I saw that you you certainly uh played with or opened for some incredible artists, uh, like your like your story with Stevie, Stevie Wonder, uh, a personal favorite of mine. Supposedly, you opened for uh, Mr. Lou Rawls, and I was hoping that maybe you might have a story to tell about Lou Rawls. Uh, you know what, uh, Lou? Lou, I met him up in. Uh... I met Lou up in Michigan, Mackinac, and uh, he, you know, he was a good guy. He was a nice guy, man. When, uh, he was, he was decent to me. And the funny thing was that uh, half of three fourths of the set that he did was the set that I had did the night before. <laughs> Oops. I don't know how that happened, man, but. We did almost like, you know, at least half of the same tunes, right? And, uh, but he has an incredible voice. In, in fact, he has a voice like a New Orleans bass player, Mr. George French. Hmm. Look him up, George French. He's a New okay, Orleans yeah. singer, and they, he is New Orleans. Lou Rawls sounds like George French. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm you gotta check you, it out, man. Look him up, George. G R E G uh French. His his uh, brother was uh Bob French. Great, great, incredible New Orleans music family. But honestly man, when when you hear George play bass and sing those uh, New Orleans tunes and jazz, he's got the same timbre and everything uh, as uh Lou Rose. I think that same year or the year after man I was I the people who are really, one person I really loved when I met her was Rosemary Clooney. She was a dear heart. Just really? Dear heart, oh, she was freaking incredibly sweet to me and my mother. And she came on a ferry together with us uh, uh, on the ferry and off the ferry. And she sat with us and sat with us at dinner one time. She's just a sweetheart, man. You know? And uh, yeah. I just met a super, Joe Williams. Uh, 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 Mel Tomei, who was a dear heart, he was he was a little pissed off when he had to show up because look, it's a long ride to Mackinac, right? You got airplane, boat, uh, car, then you have to have a ferry, and then you got to go horse and buggy to the place. <laughs> so you know he he wasn't happy when he showed up, <laughs> <laughs> but he was still a dear heart. And I imposed and said, "Sign my T-shirt," <laughs> and he did. <laughs> And that that was Mel Torme. Is that what you that said? Mel Torme. Yeah, Mel okay. Torme. Not so many, man. I've been up there, in particular in Mackinac, because uh, I did I worked up there uh, for some summers, and I always did their their Labor Day 
although that the Grand Hotel has been sold after a hundred and eighty something years or something, they gave it up mm-hmm. a thirty. I don't know it was. They sold it to some conglomerate, and now mm-hmm. there's a Starbucks. There's even a Starbucks on the island, so they're done. Mm-hmm. So well, I hear. I hear that hotel is incredible, so I'd love to see it someday. You should, man. It's an island, man. I'm a bike rider, and there's no cars, so the air is so beautiful. I would go up there three months, and I'd have the best air. All I could smell was flowers, hay, and hardship, and I'll take that any day over a a car emission. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I, was living, I, was, I think I was living in 1919, baby. Surrounded wow. by the Great Lakes, about 600 miles of uh, hardwood forest, the best air in America. Yeah. Back on the island. Back on the island. So, Wait. John, I got. Uh, I've been on with this a long time. I appreciate all your time. I got one more question I want to ask you. Uh, then we're going. We want to play right. the um, song you did with Todd, but. Yes. You did a cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, which a lot of people have done. There's been a lot of versions, a lot of different people have done it. I'm curious uh, why you decided to do one as well. Well, you know what? Because I hadn't read I hadn't read the article where Leonard Cohen said, don't do that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, he's got all this. So somewhere in the article says, please, good cover enough. He works. I was come on to my red man he said. Actually I saw him live uh with uh with Blake Lee, the music director of uh, uh Treme. We went to see him live. It was the most expensive concert I ever paid for and it was worth every freaking penny. Him and Al Jarreau. By the way, I opened for Al Jarreau, who was so incredible. Yeah. So incredible. It's a beautiful human being and I was sitting like a little a little boy waiting for him to come off the stage so I could shake his hand, and he went off the other end, and I was crestfallen. And I went into my home, I went to my dressing room, and this young man came in. He says, "Mr. Booty." I said, "Yeah." He says, "Somebody want to meet him?" I go, "Oh, it's one of my fans. I guess whatever, man." I said, "Okay, I'm coming." You know, and he sent me right there. He walked me right up to Algero, and oh. I said, "Oh, Mr. I said, "This uh, is real. Thank you so much for letting me open me." Your opening act. He says, mm-hmm. You, you not an opening act. You're my supporting artist. And I know <laughs> you're opening act. You know, nice. and he's just a good guy. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. All right, yeah, good stuff. Uh, All right, man. Well, thanks so much for your time up there in New Orleans. Hope you stay safe and stay out of the, uh, keep your social distance and stay out of all that craziness over there until it's time to get back out. I have no problem telling somebody step up back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> look, I want to tell them, look, if I can, if I can turn around and punch you in the face, you're too close. You're too close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I well, agree. Get get, All right, guys. Get like be good. Thank okay, man. So thanks much, so much. And All right. We appreciate Melanie? it. Melanie? Yeah. Melinda. Uh, Melinda. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Melinda, John. Melinda, Melinda, thank you, thank you guys. Uh, thanks for thank having you. me on too. Okay, hey, thank you. All right, stay safe. <laughs> All, right. All right, everybody, let's play. Uh, we're gonna play the song "Beginning of the End" so you can hear it if you haven't, which I, I would be shocked if any of you have not heard this song. Yeah. But, uh, 
This is I want to check him out. I want to go to New Orleans. I think that may need to be. Uh, I haven't been in a few years. I uh, once this all opens up, I want to go down there and I want to find him and I want to go see him perform. Yeah, I want to go to that restaurant. All right, here we go. We'll be right back. It's really over. Now it's done. Never thought I'd see the day. But it's finally come. The slate is clean. The slate is clean. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now I can move on. Not sure I can keep. I had that burden off my shoulder, and I was sure that it was over. But it's the beginning of the end. Tell myself I'm winning, but it's pointless to pretend. Yeah. 
great stuff from Todd Rundgren and John Boutte from the White Knight album a few years ago, actually, by now. <laughs> Hard to believe, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so, it is. What a lovely yeah. song. Oh. And, uh, I can, you know, he was talking about how this, the song is about addiction, but he didn't realize that at the time, and he sang it as a love song. And you know what? I did not realize it was about addiction myself until today. And I was listening to it while I was loading the dishwasher, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. so, learn something new every day. Good to yeah. learn stuff. That's why we have our guest. The uh, If you want to get some of his music, which you got to hear tonight, it's really good stuff. There's a lot of it. Louisiana Music Factory is the website. Uh, go check them out. You can find him. It's B-O-U-T-T-E. In case you downloaded the album and haven't ever seen how he spells it, and it is pronounced Boutte. As a matter of fact, he has a song called Boutte Call. No shit. That's a true story. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, good stuff. I wish his sound would have been a little better, but, you know, maybe there's some issues in New Orleans. Who knows? And uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back with quarantine number 20 next week. Not really sure what we're going to do yet, but if you want to give us an idea, we'll take it. If not, we'll come up with one like normal. Not a problem. Prismo, you got anything else you want to throw into the mix? No, sir. Just everybody needs to, you know, stay away from everybody and wash your hands and, okay. you know, just keep doing what you're doing. If you're staying healthy, keep yourself that way. All right. Somebody wants to talk to us, Prismo. Five no one way. ten. The five ten, yeah. See if it's a crank call or not. Five ten, you're with us. Hey, this is Clayton Call. Hey, Clayton hey, Call. Day late dollar short, bro. <laughs> can 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 you hear me as well as you could hear John Boutet? No, we can hear you much better. <laughs> oh, good. I was having a lot. I had to I had to really struggle to hear every word, but uh, it was worth it. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah, you said um, you said something on Facebook today that you had some. Were they photos of him that you showed to him? Well, well, the ones I, the ones I posted on the Rungan Radio page today, I had in my phone. And last mm-hmm. year, I went to Mardi Gras. It was the first time I, in 24 years of going to New Orleans that I ever went down there when I wasn't working. And uh, I met some. I met my family down there. We went and saw John Boutet at the DBA Lounge on the the Monday night. I was thinking it was Monday nights for ten bucks. It was magic. And I, before the show, I went up to him, showed him these photos, and he was going great. Send them to me, and I sent them to him, and never heard back. But um, <laughs> that happened. That what, happens what's a lot. the name of the place? The venue? The venue is called. It's all small caps. D as in David. B as in boy. A as in Alvin. DBA um, okay. with small letters and a period after everything. And the owner of the DBA lounge had been struggling, and now he put the club up for sale a few weeks ago. And, wow. you know, it's if the future is iffy. It's a funky, cozy little New Orleans classic place that doesn't hold a lot of people, but it's magic every Monday night. Um, wow. So, yeah, I just introduced myself and said hi to him and uh that was the only time I've, I've been seeing him for years down there at the festival and uh it's just amazing performances that he gives um but i just wanted to give you the skinny on how to find his jazz fest 2006 performance on the wwoz site because it's yeah. okay. these these home these home pages can get kind of confusing so it's just pretty simple. You go to wwoz.org, 
the O-R-G. radio station, org, and uh, on the homepage at the top, right under where it says listen, there's a tab called programs, you just click on programs, and uh, on the left, uh, you see two-week archive, so they rerun, they archive everything for two weeks, so this ran Sunday, May 3rd, so it'll be up for another 10 days. And uh, so you just go to Sunday, May 3rd, and click on that, and it drops down, and there's two-hour chapters for the day. And you'll see Jess Festing in place, and you'll see John Boutte, and he's about 85 minutes into that particular chapter. Um, and it's it's about 30 minutes of his 50-minute set, this sort of mini sets. But yeah. um, it's, it's a fantastic, it's well worth it clicking on and listening to. Well, you just made it easier, that's for sure. I appreciate that. Yeah, otherwise you'd be poking around and clicking on this. And I, even I have trouble. I had to, like, you know, write it down because they have too many buttons on the home pages of these places. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a big fan of his. And uh, the the Treme song, it's just one of the most magic songs ever. But, the, Mel, I would definitely check out the Treme miniseries. It was four seasons. And uh, a couple of things about that show is one thing, it's meticulously vetted. Every detail is spot on. They had consultants because they knew that if they made a mistake, people would be on them and say, no, that's not the way it is. So it's incredibly accurate to the T. And also, not only did John Boutte get treated well, but HBO, um, they gave the whole music scene a shot in the arm and they hired more than half the musicians in New Orleans got on that show at one time or another. And yeah, that's what I them, figured in reading about it. I'm going to have to look it up on the – I'm sure it's out some, out there on some, their own Some of them had recurring, recurring roles. John Cleary's bass player, Cornell Williams, had a recurring role, uh, a dramatic role. He played a musician. And, and the other thing about that show is all the musicians – who were in it are, or were acting, and they're not all the greatest actors, but all the <laughs> actors who play, played instruments had to learn the instruments. So the the star of the show, I think it was Wendell Bernius or something, he actually had to like up his game and play sax live. And uh, um, it's it's an amazing uh, little miniseries. So it's really kind of a, a, a not a musical, but a, you know, like a. A song about the, I mean, a show about the music scene mostly. No, no. What it is, it's a, it's a, a fictionalized, slightly fictionalized, um, uh, just depiction of the what happened for two years after Katrina, the rebuilding. Um, there's, there's uh, John Goodman's in it. He plays, I think, a, a writer, and uh, there's, you know, mystery, intrigue, crime. There's the whole restaurant scene. They explored what happened with the restaurant scene that was just exploding before Katrina. So there's there's a whole thing and how people were displaced. Um, Musicians, uh, local musicians uh, played themselves or fictionalized versions of themselves. Like one guy went to New York to be a jazz guy and that's based on, I forget who it was, but uh, it's, it's, it's skirts fiction and fact. And, but it's, it's, it's one of the best series ever. It was done by the guy who uh, did that um, that crime thing in Baltimore, uh, The Wire, or something. Yeah. Like called the Wire. Yeah. Yeah, so and I, I liked saw, that. I, never, I would probably I, like. I never this. saw I, that. I did, but I didn't see this. So. Uh, yeah, and there's so look. many cameos, and the the cast 
both the actors and the musicians that they blend seamlessly. And, uh, and what happens is it's not a musical per se, but there are so many scenes where they go into like a club to like talk to somebody about something, whether it's a, you know, a, a crime that happened or during the hurricane or whatever. And there's a band on stage because every club has a band on stage. So all the local yeah. bands are in the background for 20 seconds playing on stage here and there. And, uh, you know, quick, quick ones. But I have friends down there that were they were working constantly, film, hmm. filming, sitting around waiting to film and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, and they also changed the tax laws down there. Um, so there was a lot of film production there for five, six years. Every time I'd be down there, I'd see film crews on side streets to film in movies or whatever. So they were uh, pretty smart about that. Not a bad place to hang out. But anyway, your next scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a not a great place to to get rich being a musician. But the musicians work steadily. It's not like some of these cities where you know you just can't get a gig. Like the Bay Area is not a great place to make, or wasn't a great place to make money playing clubs. But certain places like New Orleans, there's just so many clubs and the audience is endless because of tourists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it is it good place. Well, yeah, we'll have to go on there sometime and check him out when we're back back to normal. If that ever happens. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. Knock on wood. Yeah. We were doing Todd there one time at Tipitina's. He ended up doing a show there years later after we had looked. Uh, I think it was Tipitina's. I'm pretty sure. That was one that was kind of infamous for people talking in the back that even Todd got mad. And uh, we yeah, were looking that, at doing uh, that, that. What's that? Go ahead. I was so going to say that's something John Brute John Brute yeah. does not like people talking. <laughs> uh, I should have talked to him about that. That would have been a good topic. But um, we were looking at Tipitina's, and I think we were trying to do Labor Day weekend, but they already have a big event down there on Labor Day weekend. And so hotels, yeah. everything's pricey. It's just not – it wasn't a good, good spot. Yeah, House of, House of Blues is a nice room. Um, and uh, they mm-hmm. It's I trying to remember how big it is. It's a really nice room, right in the middle of the quarter. And then there's the new Fillmore, New Orleans, which is part of the casino. I've been there. It's probably a little big for Todd. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure how many. It's a couple of thousand, I think. Hmm. But uh, interesting. Well, right. the Blues well, is a great, great room. Anyway, I just want to throw out the details of how to find that that uh, radio show because it's uh, fantastic. Thanks, man. And, Appreciate uh, it. Out, long time check out your man. Well, keep, well keep yeah, all right. Thanks. Keep sharing photos. We love them. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to overpost, but let me know. If I do. No, I'm just uh, <laughs> using this. I'm using this opportunity to get reacquainted with the quarter million negatives that are in my apartment. Yeah. So uh, I, I was posting a ton of jazz stuff during their uh, broadcast. They were broadcasting eight hours a day for eight days of highlights from past 25 wow. years of jazz fest. So I was trying to keep up with them every 30 minutes. They had a different group, and I was trying to scan and post stuff. So <laughs> on my on, on my on my face on my Facebook feed, yeah. um, there's just tons of stuff. The last two weeks of New Orleans artists being posted on my page, um, and now I got to get back to the rock and roll, the 80s the the stuff. rock stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to try to do it by uh, by runs. I think I'm going to next. I'm going to hit the old Waldorf 78 negatives. I've got a wealth of 78 and 79 old Waldorf stuff that I've nice. you know neglected, and and the Adventures in Utopia tour. I got some pretty good shots on that, but um, and also um, nearly human, but also Second Wind because I was 
sort of the the house guy there for shooting second wind. So I have a, some distance, really good pictures. Wow. And the film got better. So the pictures look better from 92 than they do from 70s because of the film sure. and things improved. And so they're a little crisper looking. Mm-hmm. Well, we look and, forward to uh, seeing them, man. So, all right, yeah. This is, as long as got to sleep sometime, but I'm going to spend the rest of the days in my time scanning <laughs> pretty much. Me and the All scanner right. are very close. All right, we'll take, take it easy. See you, See you later. Right. So Clayton, call everybody. You can, you can find him on Todd Rungren, Rungren Radio on our Facebook page. He'll post stuff. Uh, some really great photos. I've seen some. You know, you've seen some where he's got the whole group from from uh, Second Wind, uh, yeah. Nearly Human Tour. They're just yeah. really good stuff. And I look forward to seeing some more from him. He's a big fan of John Boutte, our guest. So he helped us out. If you want to find some of that stuff online. And that's a wrap, Crazy Mel. Yeah, it was a good show tonight. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, John's volume was very low. Um, But I know you, Doug. I know every once in a while, if something like that happens, somehow you get those editing fingers (laughs) out. Yeah, and you can raise his volume, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. All right, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Peace out. Okay. Stay safe. All right. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Rundgren, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com. You are the crown of the crown, my friend. Well, thank you so much for your support.